With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The latest from Lakerland. The latest as well with the Warriors and the Suns. And the latest on the NBA trade front with DeJounte Murray, Pascal Siakam, Zach Levine. All that next here on the latest edition of This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This league and cut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Hey everyone, welcome in to the latest edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes with an H. Yes, he still spells his name with an H. There is a story behind that, but we're not going to get into it now because... It is January 8th, and the NBA trade deadline is on February 8th. That means we are basically a month away from the NBA's trade buzzer, so we will naturally get into some trade business today. I know you want to hear the latest on DeJounte Murray, on Pascal Siakam, on Zach Levine, but we have to start with the Lakers after their big Sunday night victory over the rampaging LA Clippers, their co-tenants at crypto.com arena, the curse of the IST banner. I can't be completely sure that the curse has been lifted. I also don't really know if there's an actual curse. I tend to be pretty resistant to the idea of sports curses. I don't really like to feed into that, but We're going to have some fun with it here because the Lakers undeniably were mired in a 3-11 and tailspin since winning the IST. And so that is where any notion of curse talk comes from. But shaky and crunch time, they did manage, though, to hold off the Clippers. No Kawhi Leonard on the floor at the end. Ty Lue said afterward that, Kawhi Leonard was inching towards a minute restriction, and that's why we didn't see him late, late, late in crunch time. And the Lakers, you can be sure, were very glad not to see Kawhi Leonard late because the Clippers had won 14 consecutive games with Kawhi Leonard in uniform 
before Sunday night, before Norman Powell went in and out with what would have been a crazy running three to force overtime. Chris Haynes, I turn to you now. Lakerland has the storm passed. Do you think that one win is enough to quiet all the noise that has been mounting about the Lakers and specifically about Darvin Ham in the coach's seat? Well, puts a Band-Aid over it for sure. Um, you know, any loss, when you compile these losses up, um, they tend to get bigger and bigger, more scrutiny. And definitely, if it was going to be a loss against the Clippers, the, the in-town rival, that would have definitely multiplied it. But, um, no, I, I, it puts a Band-Aid on it for sure. They did what they had to do to win. This is a desperate team, the Los Angeles Lakers, and they're trying to find some continuity, trying to get used to different roles, and different roles have been put out there because, um, you know, it's just been injuries. Guys been in and out the lineup. Um, Gabe Vincent really hasn't played much at all this season. Um, they, they had to – they had to do something with D'Angelo. He, he wasn't playing well with that starting unit this season, so they had to um, put, put him in a reserve role. So they're still trying to figure things out. Um, now, as far as Darvin Ham's future, I, I still, you know, there there was nothing, there, was, there wasn't anything indicating to me that his seat was hot. But I will say with the Lakers, the, the schedule that they had coming up, you could have seen a scenario on if the Lakers kept losing because the schedule just didn't look too good for them, that you could see, see a scenario where that seat actually did get hot and where Darvin Ham really was in jeopardy. But I, I, I didn't think we had reached a point to where it was inevitable that Ham was going to be relieved of his duty. So he lives the – Fight another day, and so the team. So they're they're hoping that they can, um, uh, you know, just keep keep building off of that win. Uh, I'll see I'll see the Lakers this um, Thursday. I have the Lakers and Suns TNT in LA this Thursday. So I'm I'm interested in getting the. Uh, oh, good. That's a, yeah. Man, that's uh, that's spicy. Lakers and Suns. Yes, that's that's interesting. Getting the peak. Frank Vogel. You know he's. He's dealing, you know, dealing with some stuff over there with the Suns, and you know they're not looking right. So that's a that's, that'd be a pretty good game to cover. Yeah, no question. And I'm with you on Darvid Ham. I think the notion that he was under pressure was overstated, based on all of my reporting and everything I've heard. And I was getting this message strongly before the win over the Clippers that he has. Darvin Ham maintains very strong support from both Jeannie Buss, the Lakers owner, and Rob Palenka, the vice president of basketball operations, and he should. You know, Darvin Ham, last year in year one, that team got off to a 2-10 start. People forget the Lakers didn't climb over 500. They were still 34-37 and 37 before they went on a nine and two finishing kick. And look, I know Darvin Ham took some heat the other day for some stuff he said. And my take on it is I think it was word choices that he probably wishes he had a do over on because, you know, the way he made it sound, frankly, and you can understand why this upset so many people, you know, he, when you say something like, you know, I don't want 
I don't understand why people live and die with these results. I mean, it's because fans love their team that much. And I totally understand it because I feel that way about my Cal State Fullerton Titans and the Buffalo Sabres and Manchester City. And I got my 17-year-old here who, when Sunday was unfolding, wasn't even sure that his Buffalo Bills were going to be in the playoffs. And then by night's end and the roller coaster ride is over, the Bills are AFC East champions. So it's like, that was not a wise thing to say, but I think he has since come back in subsequent comments, and you realize that when you coach the Los Angeles Lakers, there is that level of scrutiny and expectation that comes with the job, and if you don't want that, you can't coach there. And both coaches you're going to see on Thursday, Darvin Ham and Frank Vogel, have lived with that level of expectation, so they both know it super, super well. And again, I would say, you know what? When you're when you're the head coach of a team in today's NBA, you are your team spokesman. And on a game day, they speak three times a day to the general media. And there are more media sessions with national broadcasters like Chris Haynes and all his friends at Turner Sports and team broadcasters. But when you're Darvin Ham, on a game day, you're, you're getting in front of the mic at shoot-around if there is one, and then before and after the game. So there are going to be times when you say something that you probably wish you had a do-over on. So he's taken some heat for those comments, and I totally understand it. But I, I do think, in general, he's going to weather this storm, get past it. And like you said, I don't think Gabe Vincent's absence is not a small thing. He... The Lakers were expecting significant contributions from Gabe Vincent. And because of injury, he's barely been out there. And another another criticism that Darvin Ham has faced has been, why have the Lakers so infrequently used last season's top lineup when things were going well, when they made the surge late into the season and then propelled themselves into They got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. So why haven't we seen LeBron James and AD with Austin Reeves and Jared Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell? Why why are we not seeing that combination frequently? But here's the thing. The Lakers on this Monday, as we're taping, even after this really good win over the Clippers, the Lakers awoke Monday at number 12 in defensive efficiency. They have to be elite defensively to overcome for the offensive shortcomings, the lack of shooting around LeBron and AD. The Lakers, for the fourth time in LeBron's six seasons in LA, are a bottom 10 offense. They've got to be great defensively, and the reason people were raving about them at the in-season tournament was because they put the clamps on an Indiana team, the best offense in the league. And we saw the Lakers in the IST title game. And when they absolutely routed new Orleans in the semis, and you looked at the Lakers and said, this is what these guys are still capable of when they play their a game defensively, but to be 12th on defense league wide, I mean, they're not even, they should not be out of the top five with as good as Anthony Davis is. And they've had Anthony Davis and LeBron. They've only missed five games combined. These guys are healthy. They're in the lineup. 
So I think what Darvin Ham has been searching for lineups that will function better defensively and play to the level that the Lakers we know are capable of defensively. I think that's what he's searching for. He's not finding it. And when you lose and you're a head coach, you're going to take criticism. You're going to take heat. And he's certain, certainly getting it. But to me, I, playing that lineup that did well last year, if you've got Reeves and D'Angelo Russell out there, you're vulnerable defensively. And he's trying to get away from that. Yeah, so, I mean, and then Vanderbilt still hasn't, he's still trying to get his legs up under him. You know, he's still trying to um, get his way back. And and Ham is, you know, trying to gradually increase his load. But, the, yeah, pr- the problem is, like, D'Angelo seems like he's regressed. And, and I think that is probably one of the center center reasons to why he can't go back to that lineup. Um, Torian Prince has shown to be a, a good serviceable defender. Definitely not a scrub on that end. Um, he's been hitting the three at a pretty good clip this season. So he's a plus for them on the offensive end. But, I mean, I don't know right now. For some reason, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo can't play well together because th- those are guys, Austin, D'Angelo, and LeBron, they all need the ball in their hands. And so I – that's why they started bringing Austin Reeves off the bench initially because Austin wasn't getting his touches. And so Austin started to explode off the bench, but then D'Angelo wasn't playing up to par. Um, and so now we're starting to see him kind of try to go back to, you know, resemblances of that, of that lineup of that core group that he had last year. But it's going to take some time. And to your point, Gabe Vincent, yeah, you know, that's a big, he was a big signing. They had big plans for him. He's a guy that can hit really clutch basket, t- clutch baskets, I should say, and take tough shots and catch and shoot player. And he just hasn't been able to get on the court. So you don't know when he's when he, when he's going to be able to come back or even come back to play at the level that we've seen him play at in Miami. So there's a lot there's a lot going on uh, aside from questioning what Darvin Ham is doing. I, I think Darvin Ham, just like in all other situations, when a team is underperforming, you blame the head coach. And this is no exception. And to the to what you said about Darvin Ham and his you know the his comments about everybody taking losses like it's the end of the world. Yeah, he, he and and you you brought it back, Stein, to what the problem was. The problem was that he's the head coach of the Lakers. Just like if you're the manager of the New York Yankees, um, you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you can't say that. You know, marquee teams, teams with championship aspirations, the Boston Celtics, you can't say that. You can say that on other teams, but there's different expectations um, that come with coaching and managing uh, those type of teams. So, yeah, I I think definitely poor word choice. Uh, on his part, I think he'll take that back. But yeah, Lakers, it's not the end of the world. They still can, you know, I think they still can figure things out. But uh, most definitely, I think they they have to look outside and start canvassing the market to see what they, you know, what can be done. The problem is that they just don't have a lot to offer other teams to be able to get back a, a impact player. But you know, the Lakers, they'll they'll definitely try for sure. Yeah, to me, it's just limited options. I mean, from the moment Zach Levine hit the market in November, 
the Lakers have been mentioned. And obviously, you know, that's going to happen because Zach Levine is a clutch sports client. And so the Lakers just automatically get mentioned. That's where he's going. But if you really look at the way the Lakers have tried to build this team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they've gone for the shortest possible deals they can. Rui Hachimura is only a three-year deal. Gabe Vincent is only a three-year deal when they could have been four-year deals. They're they're trying to keep these deals as short as possible. D'Angelo Russell is another one where obviously you see it's a two-year deal. And from the moment that was signed, that was looked at by people throughout the league is, you know, that's a potential trade ship rather than a loud, strong commitment to D'Angelo Russell as a part of the future. But the assets are limited. The Lakers don't have a ton of draft capital to attach to sweeten any trade offers. And so to me, Zach Levine certainly would address some needs as a source of offense and a shot creator on the wing. But are the Lakers really in position to take on a player who's only in year two of a five-year, $215 million contract to be the third option. I mean, that's a very pricey way to go. And the Lakers would have to sacrifice a ton of depth to do that. And then now they're looking at some of the same problems they had before they traded Russell Westbrook. Last season, they traded Russell Westbrook, brought in two, three, four new players, and having the depth served them much better. So are the Lakers really going to make a bid for Zach Levine? To this point, they've resisted it. Atlanta's DeJounte Murray is another name that has been mentioned in connection with the Lakers. I think you said that as well on your Bleacher Report live stream on Friday. And look, DeJounte Murray's contract is very reasonable for a player who has already achieved all-star status. I mean, his contract should be movable, but Atlanta is obviously going to be looking for a very strong return given all the draft capital that the Hawks surrendered to get DeJounte Murray. So the Lakers are not the trade partner who's going to furnish you with that kind of draft capital. So are the Lakers really an option for DeJounte Murray? I guess we'll see, but it might have to be smaller moves around the edges. And I do think that getting Gabe Vincent back on the floor in the rotation, I think he can be, a difference maker for them. He was so good in Miami and I'm sure the Lakers have visions of the same when he's playing regularly for them. Stein, I just want to just say how much I'm um, ecstatic about doing this pod, this episode right here, because um, remember we said, I said it a couple weeks ago, Stein, I said my new year's resolution. I wanted producer Ryan to put hit, take his video off mute when he's doing our podcast, just, at least just one time, because people don't know behind the scenes, producer Ryan, a great producer extraordinaire here, every time he produces our pod, he puts his video on mute. And we have a lot, a lot of times we'll tell Ryan to cut that out. We're going to do it over again. And I've always wondered what Ryan's face looks like when we're having to stop him because and, and, it requires him to pay attention to every word. It ain't like he could put the put it on mute and then leave and go make some dinner or something like he actually has to be here. And so now he can't order, you know, a, we, he can't order a pizza and get it delivered while we're on the air. 
Well, like I, I don't know. People, I think like certain people on this show have done in the past. We, we, we can. I mean, I have the luxury of doing so. I mean, if he orders a pizza, we probably will stop our pod probably two times, you know, in, during the time he's ordering a pizza. And so I've had great pleasure of looking at Ryan's face because we've already stopped the pod about four times already. And I'm just seeing how he handles this, seeing if he gets frustrated, seeing if he turns red. You know, I'm looking at everything, Stye. So it's, it's been a pleasure. I'm getting a joy. Even though any, everybody else can't see it, I'm getting a joy. Off of I haven't been Ryan paying work. attention. So how have his – what have the reactions He's been okay. Been? No, no. He's been poised. Like, you've stopped him three times. I, three times. Three times already. I haven't gotten them yet, but I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them at some point during this episode uh, when he least expects it, because I want to catch him off guard. But no, nah, he's been good. Style. He's he's handling like a champ. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm ecstatic that your next TV assignment is Lakers and Suns. Because there were three teams today I was sure we were going to discuss. The Lakers, the Suns, and the Warriors. And you're going to see two of them. So I know, hopefully, when we get together on Friday, I think we're going to find a way to do a pod Friday after you cover that game. You will have a very, very good in-person handle on both the Lakers and the Suns and the Suns, man, Sunday night, Phoenix had its big three all together. And we constantly talk on this pod about how they never have their big three together. And what happens, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, all in uniform and Phoenix loses at home to the John Morantless 
mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies. So the Suns are, I mean, they're right back in the pressure cooker with that loss because, you know, we've been waiting for ages to see. I don't know that. I think Durant, Booker, and Beal have played maybe five games together. I mean, it's already 2024, and we've barely seen this trio. And so now they, you know, have a new crisis to contend with. And and the Warriors, to me, the biggest question marks because they just got absolutely smacked at home Sunday night by Toronto. Draymond Green has been reinstated from suspension. We don't know exactly when Draymond Green will make his debut, but he's back with the team this week. So he's got to be days away from a return, but they've just lost Chris Paul for four to six weeks to a fractured hand. And I, the question I probably get from readers and listeners more than any right now, even more than Laker questions is, what are the Warriors going to do trade-wise? What move are they going to make before the deadline? And to me, on one hand, they're not—they're more than one trade away from fixing this situation. So it's like, I don't think that just a trade, I don't think that one trade is some sort of cure-all. But the other thing is there's been some really edgy headlines coming out of the Bay Area with, Jonathan Kuminga upset with his playing time and Moses Moody not happy with his role. And like, you are not used to seeing those kind of headlines associated with the Warriors. So they definitely have some decisions to make, you know, is Chris Paul tradable given the fact that he's basically playing on an expiring contract, but is now going to be injured beyond the February 8th trade deadline When I talk to other teams more and more, I'm hearing that there's an anticipation now that the Warriors will be open to trading Andrew Wiggins because Wiggins and Kuminga have, when they've played together, the Warriors would be the first to tell you it hasn't gone well. Wiggins, on one hand, you say, okay, this guy has a pretty trade-friendly contract. He's in year one of a deal that's only about $110 like DeJounte Murray, that's a very tradable contract in today's NBA for a very good player. But this is also the season, you know, Wiggins had a down season last season and this season he's lost his place in the starting lineup. So what kind of market do the Warriors even have for Wiggins at this point? So a lot of curiosity, a lot of questions about the Warriors. And I mean, you are obviously, you spend a lot of time around that team. You still live Bay area adjacent. I mean, do you, do you agree with the assessment that the warriors are they're in an even worse spot than the Lakers or the Suns right now? Yes, because at least with, um, at least with, uh, yeah, I beat you producer Ryan. I beat you a little inside joke I had going on with him, but, um, do you guys want your own pod just to do you? Like, I kind of feel like I'm getting in the way here today. Inside jokes, private texts. Like, you know I what? can leave if, if I I can leave if I'm bothering you guys. I'm gonna tell you what's going on, Stein. Uh, we have somebody with inside that's trying to sabotage this show. And his name is Ryan. <laughs> I'm calling him by name. Ryan is trying to sabotage this show. 
He's trying to sabotage the program. Yeah, you know, we we've heard that. It sounds like we heard that last couple of days. But yeah, like Ryan's trying. He's to... the one who's he's the one who's leaking all this <laughs> bad information about us. <laughs> he's gonna turn. He's gonna turn his camera off if you continue with the scurrilous accusations. Oh, Stein. but no. What I was saying, Stein, is that um, with the Lakers and the Suns. I, I still feel like they have room to grow. Definitely with the Phoenix Suns. This is a team that hasn't played together much. That you know, a bunch of new pieces, not just the big three. And then with the Lakers too. Like they still, again, we mentioned Gabe Vincent, mentioned uh, Vanderbilt being um, in and out the lineup. D'Angelo as well over the last few few games. And so I, I still think those two teams have room to grow. With Golden State. You know, I'm not Nostradamus or anything. I can't tell the future, but it, it seems like we're watching the end. It, it seems like they've kind of plateaued. And so that's the difference I get when I'm when you're talking about those three teams. And, uh, you know, we'll see his championship pedigree. But look, remember, remember Steph had – Steph had the – I believe it was the record for most consecutive games with a three-pointer. And he um, ended that streak, I want to say it's about three weeks ago, where he didn't get a three-pointer. He was 0 for whatever, 0 for 7, 0 for 8. And then just his last game, he was 0 for 9 from 3. You know, so he goes from, you know, having the the, 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 the longest streak of three-pointers made in history to having two offers in the within the last month like that just shows you where you know how much not only he's struggling but where this golden state warriors team is at so yeah it's, it's gonna be an uphill battle for sure well i mean he's gotta be he's been asked to carry this team and he's really been the only steady force that they've mustered and so i'm sure just the nightly demands of trying to carry this team when it's in such a funk has to be a burden on Stephen Curry like he hasn't faced for years and years and years. And really one of the few bright spots, you know, we had him on the pod last week, Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. You know, the Warriors have been beaten up a lot in recent years about their draft record. And I saw this stat, our friend Monty Poole had this stat in his piece today on NBC Bay Area sports.com that from 2018 to 2022, five drafts of the 12 players picked by the Warriors in those five drafts, only Kuminga and Moody are still on the roster. So Mm. there's been so much talk about how the Warriors could have had LaMelo Ball. They could have had Tyrese Halliburton, but they drafted James Wiseman at number two. And then they had to hear about, they drafted Moody two spots in front of, Shangoon and three spots in in front of New Orleans, Trey Murphy, the third. So, I mean, there's been lots of talk here about the picks that the Warriors have missed on or squandered. And so to be getting so much from Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis, number 19 and number 57 in the June draft, that has at least started the rebound on that front. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I want to push back, though, on something you said if there's stoppages and pauses in this pod, it's usually because I'm coughing or 
I've run out of breath. It's not like we're this mistake machine. I mean, man, you're just, are you sure Ryan's the one leaking the bad stuff about us? Or are you trying, are you trying to sabotage me? I would never, I, mean, I do have, I do have some coughing and breathing issues, man. I get, I get too, uh, I get too, I just get too fired up. <laughs> right. Stein had to get that off his chest, man. It was bothering him. Stein, it's okay, Stein. You're allowed to cough. You're allowed to sneeze. It's still a stoppage in play. I wish I wasn't, man. I just, I wish I wasn't a perfectionist. Yeah, that's, why? that's the, and, and that is why I wanted to see Ryan's face. That's why I wanted to see his face. I want to see his manner. Well, my New Year's, re- my list of New Year's resolutions is always extensive, but trying to fix that and stop myself from being a perfectionist <laughs> as I'm as I'm dribbling towards the age of 60 I don't see it happening man all right well you know earlier in this pod you said that you're not Nostradamus but I got to give I got to take my hat off to you because I heard you say this on your live stream on Friday on Bleacher Report but I actually I can't remember which specific episode it was because of course as I said, I'm old now and my memory sucks, but there was a recent episode. I'm pretty sure you told me you thought DeJounte Murray was getting traded. Like you've been, mm-hmm. you've been pretty confident in that for, like I said, in my memory for days, if not weeks now. So as we get closer to the trade deadline now, basically a, a month away, yeah, I mean the na- the three main names are DeJounte Murray, Pascal Siakam, and Zach Levine. I still think it's going to be toughest for Chicago to find a trade partner on Zach Levine. Maybe they will surprise us here in the next month, but it does seem more likely that Murray and or Siakam or both will be dealt and what makes you so like again, I don't we I don't think either one of us has the team. I don't think we can give you the destination on Murray, but what makes you, what has made you so confident that it's likely to happen? I think based off of what Atlanta needs. Now I I know Atlanta, they, they feel like this is something that they can hold on to. What I mean, hold on to DeJounte. They 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 don't feel like they have to make a deal by the deadline. They feel like they can revisit this over the summer and see what comes about. But just you know, executives that I've been talking to, um, it seems like Atlanta is looking for another score. Um, you, you, when you talk to people over over there with the Hawks, they'll tell you about how many times, how many minutes they've been, how many clutch uh, minutes they've played in, and haven't been able to come through. And during those times, and so they feel like there's a necessity to have a, uh, a another guy that can take the the scoring load uh, from Trey from Trey Young, because teams start to load up on him during those clutch minutes. And so uh, that you know, just listening to that and just listening to how active t- uh, certain teams are in trying to see if it's real, see if Atlanta um, is really open. And yeah, they they'll definitely be open, but they they're not going to do it for 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 peanuts. Now, when you talk about Dejounte, I mean, you mentioned three of those players: Dejounte, Pascal, and um, Zach Levine. I mean, Pascal Dejounte might 
be a swap there. You know that that might that 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 definitely could happen. Um, Atlanta's been in the mix with Siakam for a very long time, um, to the point where people thought Siakam was going to end up with the Hawks last season. You know, I, I, I talked to rival executives; they said it was close. It probably should have happened. There was something happened um, that ca- kind of ended that. Um, and I, I don't know what that is exactly, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that deal started to resurface again. And uh, you know, we all know the. The concerns teams have for Pascal, is he going to sign an extension? Teams don't want to trade, uh, trade away assets to, to get Pascal for, uh, for a rental because he's a free agent at the end of this season. So uh, teams understand that if they trade for him, they, you know, it have to be the, a wink-wink agreement to, you know, I know I know NBA teams don't do that, but, you know, there have to be some type of wink-wink agreement to uh, – to make make a team comfortable with making that deal, knowing that they'll be able to resign them to to, uh, to an extension. So, yeah, those three players, those are the three players we're keeping an eye on as of right now. It, it's still very much on my end, Stein. It's still relatively quiet um, on the trade front right now. Um, I, I think I expect things to pick up. Yeah, with Atlanta, I just wonder, though, if they are still in that mode where, yes, in the summertime, there was no question. They were the most interested team in Siakam. But now, you know, you're starting to hear rumbles that the Hawks realize they put themselves in quite a hole this season. It's next season where they have to win or they're going to forfeit a coveted draft pick to San Antonio as part of the original DeJounte deal. So there has been a suggestion out there that maybe – the Hawks try to make a deal that is heavy on draft return if they eventually do find something with DeJounte Murray instead of a win now move to try to maybe get something good in this forthcoming draft and really solidify themselves I, I'll say going th- forward. Stein, I'll say this. I'll say I just want to put this out there. I, I hear you on that. That definitely could be a move that the Hawks make. But Trey Young wants to win now. Now. And so if the Hawks go that route or choose to go that route, they would definitely have to have a talk with Trey Young. He wants hmm. to win. He wants players there that can play now. He's looking at the landscape of the rest of the his peers and the help that they have and what they're the noise that they're making. And, you know, he's he's as competitive as they come. And I think he'll tell you the same thing. So uh that would be a little they the Hawks would just have to make sure that their star players on board with uh, bringing in young guys. Well, and it's interesting that you bring Trey up because one thing that was put to me last week, the way a source described Atlanta's thinking to me was that at this point, they are building around Trey and Jalen Johnson. Those are the two guys that they consider the core to go forward with. And so that would seemingly put everybody else to some degree on the marketplace. DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. I actually think the most interest that the Hawks will get for any of their perceived available players will be Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think Bogdan, like Bojan Bogdanovich in Detroit, absolute sniper, on the wing, scorer, 
shooter and the kind of player that a lot of teams would be looking for because everybody wants everybody wants wing defenders, but they want wing scoring too. They want floor spacers, three-point shooters, and Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of the league's best six men. Um, so there's, I, I think the Hawks will certainly get calls on him. It'll be interesting to see which way they go. If they, as you say, maybe have to take into account how Trey Young feels about wanting to stay competitive or if they make more of a trade for the future. But yeah, I, I'm not going to guarantee, I'm not guaranteeing a trade with anybody, but I do think both DeJounte and Siakam, I think they are more likely to be traded at this, at this point than Zach Levine. And again, the main issue there is Zach Levine's contract. It's just a very, very large contract to move. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And Stein, before we get out of here, I just want to say... Uh, Add one thing off off the trade radar, but uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Utah Jazz tonight in Utah. Damian Lillard is not with the team; he's taking care of a personal matter. Uh, but I am told that he will be available for their next game against the Boston Celtics on TNT Thursday. So I just want to put that out there, just in case people are worried if this is going to be a prolonged absence. I actually have a Dame note too, unexpectedly. Go ahead. Normally Stein. that is exclusively that's exclusively your domain. I mean it's it's a it's a Dame adjacent note, but on my last episode of the radio show I do in Dallas every Saturday, the Saturday Steinline on 971 The Freak in Dallas, which is the 
also an iHeart station and the official home of Dallas Mavericks broadcast. The Blazers were in town last week in Dallas for a baseball series. So two games, Blazers were here for four days. Blazers lost the first game by 29. They weren't supposed to practice. Chauncey Billups was so upset about the lopsided nature of the defeat. He changed his mind when he woke up on Thursday and said, you know what? We are going to practice. And I was thrilled because that gave me the chance to attend a trailblazers practice, which is obviously not something that I typically get a chance to do. And it also gave me the chance to do a little interview with Scoot Henderson, the blazers rookie. And in that interview, I asked him a couple questions about Dame's return to Portland. So I just want to tease that. I'm not going to give away what he said about it, but we, we did a couple questions about that. And it's, are you going to beat January 31st? Yep. Damian Lillard at Portland mm-hmm. with the Milwaukee Bucks. The first time that Dame time will play against his old team. I now know how excited Scoot Henderson is about that game. Will Chris Haynes be at that game? That game is on the 31st, correct? January 31st. All right. So I have a game uh, for TNT. I'm in Golden State. It is the Sixers versus Golden State. So that next morning, I'm going from the Bay Area to Portland. Stein, I was there for Dane's first game in Milwaukee. I'm definitely going to be there for his first game back to Portland as a road as a road. I team. figured I figured so, but I just wanted you know, I'm taking in 2024, I'm taking nothing for granted. <laughs> You're like you putting this show on blast. You're calling out all my mistakes. <laughs> it's not like, you. I, I I I contribute too. I contribute to the mistakes call, as well. You're calling out my you're calling out my podcasting <laughs> style. You made Ryan turn the camera on. Now Ryan's watching me closer. Oh, I feel man. like I'm I feel like I'm under a Darvin Ham level of scrutiny right now. The sabotage is underway. <laughs> but I just wanted to, I I knew the answer had to be yes. That yes there's no way you would miss sure. that game, but I just for sure. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to make sure. All right, if it's okay with producer Ryan, I think we're going to put a bow on this episode. I think he is giving Now nah, that that's actually good. We can actually see See, look at up that. Signal. I st- he gave you a thumbs I still up. Not, yeah, I mean, I think we've done. I think we've done close to ninety of these podcasts. Now I'm. Now I don't. I have no idea why his his camera's been off for the first eighty nine of these. Like what? what <laughs> you know, are, maybe he doesn't See, want this assignment. I don't it's know. It's much better. This the, the, he's a part of team Stein. It's much better when we can see him. And I actually Ryan know music, that he does everyone, work. And, just so you know how to spell it, it's M-U-S-I-C-K. Yes. And he is the one who carries this show. And I'm sure he's right now regretting that he ever signed up to do this with us. But we got him on a lifetime deal, so there's no and there's no outs. No outs in that contract. Yeah. All he, right, hold everyone. On, Stein, that's that's very, <laughs> very interesting. He has a lifetime deal, but we don't. How does that work? How the producer has one, but the talent doesn't. Well, because honestly, if you want to know the truth, this show was his idea. Hmm, okay. Like you, right. I wanted to do a pod with you for years. It took us three years from the time that the idea of an iHeart podcast was broached to actually make it happen. But the truth of it is, the true Hollywood story is Ryan Music is the one who suggested to me first, hey, you should do a podcast with iHeart. And I said, you know what? Hmm. I love that idea. Okay. Let me see. 
let me see if my dear friend Chris Haynes would kindly join me. And it took three years for us to make it happen. But we're we're almost in year two, man. Our one-year anniversary is coming up. I can't wait to see what producer Ryan, what special plans and celebrations, what kind of special effects can be inserted into that one-year anniversary pod. Apply I can't the pressure. Wait. Apply the pressure. Okay, go ahead. You guys have been full. You guys have been full court pressing me since we hit record <laughs> on this thing. Uh, I love it. All right, everyone. I think th- I think we've hopefully we've done enough damage for today on the latest edition of this league uncut. As always, if you have not already, please follow the show, rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Is that Apple, Spotify, any other podcast provider? And as promised, you heard the schedule. Chris Haynes will be covering Suns at Lakers on Thursday night on TNT and somehow Friday amid his very busy schedule on the morning after a game, we're going to figure out how to get together for a pod and dig into the notebook, see what he's come up with. And look Friday after a whole week, I'm sure there will be all kinds of new trade discussions to be had. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Chris and I and producer Ryan all back with you. That'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.